into A to Z Sports. Prime time on a Sunday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford since 1983 with so many great quality American-made Ford vehicles waiting for you when you go visit them in Mount Juliet at their lot or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A2Z Sports, A-T-O-Z Sports, gets you in on all the action. Tell you about great promotions that DraftKings is offering you later on in this evening's show. We've got Brimac Mechanical, as always, making this thing possible. Satisfaction guaranteed on all, every one of your HVAC needs is what they offer you at brymakbrimac.com. And we know the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans, the 8-2 and two Tennessee Titans, is the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you find your dream address without the stress and where you go if you're in the market to sell your home for more, GaryAshton.com. So, we know the result. We know that it got down to the wire, but we know that the Titans ultimately ended up pulling it off. And this is something for this team, 23-21, uh, getting pretty close. It was a two-point conversion away from being a tie game and playing the fourth overtime game of the Titans season, but they found ways to avoid it. They got the necessary stop on the two-point play. It was helped by the fact that people in the crowd, you if you were in attendance, Nissan Stadium was rocking after Trevor Simeon hit Mark uh, Marquez Callaway, former Vols wide receiver Marquez Callaway, for the 15-yard touchdown. Nissan Stadium got loud, false start on the offense, back him up, two-point conversion is basically out of the mix at that point. And so, at, when we're sitting in the, after we've gone through the post-game press conferences and, and you'll hear from Jeffrey Simmons, you'll hear from Taylor Lewan, um f- after this big win, we kind of sat, or I was kind of th- sitting there thinking in the press box like, all right, so they've won eight games. They've done them all differently. I've told the same story basically time and time again about, you know, how resilient this team is and what a what a tremendous accomplishment to be able to overcome even without your best player, Derrick Henry. And, you know, so many injuries over and over and over again. The, the injury is continuing today. And I'll uh, hopefully I'll be able to share with you some information on Bud Dupree tomorrow um, by the time I get that worked through because that was an unfortunate circumstance for the Titans outside linebacker and he's going to miss some time. But um, I was trying to I was trying to kind of process how to make this different or if it really is different right because all all this is not original story for the titans at this point you know gutty grimy injured banged up low scoring ball game titans uh 23 21 nothing really sexy about it but it's a win and at this point you have now a two-game lead in the conference standings as you try and protect home field advantage and a first-round buy in the postseason should you continue on this trajectory. So after thinking about it for a while, well, I'm like, you know, today was a very losable game. And in fact, it was a quote from Taylor Lewan that kind of jump-started that in my head. He said, we're very we we're playing a very beatable style of football right now. We're very beatable at this point. We're not overcoming anything um, that and anybody else is not overcoming in football right now. We've just been able to stack these wins together. And so I, I, that that kind of jogged in my memory. Well, you know, this the fear of this being a same old Titans game, right? 
a same old Titans game, a, a Titans team that fans expect a bit of a letdown after such a heater that they've been on and one that they'll continue on. Something that maybe looks a little bit like the Jets because today kind of looked a little bit like the Jets game. It had the feel. It had the, you know, I basically bet the under over and over and over again if you hadn't already with the difficulty that both of these offenses were having. And and Tannehill, I thought Ryan Tannehill found a stride. And frankly, Trevor Simeon was not bad at all in this game. Again, they were two-point conversion away from tying this thing and potentially making it more problematic. It's an ugly win, but it's a losable game that you won. And it made me kind of, it kind of jarred this thought in my head uh, about the same old Titans and what I hear from fans, from you guys, about the same old Titans and how this really didn't feel like a same old Titans game. Um, It's pretty interesting. And we'll talk about it over the course of tonight's show. The question that I want to ask you, your Two Rivers Four take, what's the biggest difference between this year's team and the 2020 Titans? So this year's squad compared to the 11-win team, division winner from last season, the team with one of the best offenses that we've seen in franchise history, what is the difference between what this Titans team is in 2021 and what last year's Titans team was what kind of stands out to you? Your two rivers Ford take. What's the biggest difference between the Titans from 2020 and 2021? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll discuss it together. Your two rivers Ford take right after I tell you about the people who present the two rivers Ford take. And that is, of course, two rivers Ford. Two rivers Ford is the best in the business because they will make sure that you as the customer are satisfied no matter what it is that you're looking for or whether or not they're able to immediately provide it to you. What I mean by that is Two Rivers Ford is about your customer service first and foremost. Non-pressurized car buying experience because their sales staff uh, do not work on commission, so they're making a paycheck no matter what. The fact that if you do not find the exact car you want, and I mean the exact car you want, down to any customizable feature, On the lot, Two Rivers Ford has the Built For You program. So if it's not there for you right away, they'll build it for you. They'll deliver it right to your door. Two Rivers Ford does so many different things to make sure that you are satisfied, as satisfied as humanly possible, because of the experience that they offer. Award-winning customer service. Quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, your Two Rivers Ford take. What feels most different about the 2020 Titans versus the team that we watch today? Uh, Jeff Charles says, Buck is carrying this team. No, in fact, I have have literally nothing to do with the Titans' success. I'm, uh, I'm just along for the ride, basically. Whether they win or whether they lose, I'm there, right? And you guys are there as a result. So, no, I have zero zero, uh, uh, ability to help or hurt this team, frankly, at this point. I have negligible effect. Nick Ewing says more opportunistic, but yeah, what does that mean, Nick? You know, I, I, I don't necessarily, because by definition, opportunistic make, well, not by definition, but opportunistic makes me think of defense and it makes me think of turnovers and it makes me think of, well, this team is not turning the ball over and is turning the ball over on offense at a, at one, at not as high a rate as last season, although they're, they've done well over the course of these last six games. Um, and on the other side, you have, I mean, Tannehill probably should have had another interception 
today, and it was wiped off, wiped off the board by a really, really soft uh, roughing the passer call by Jerome Boger's crew. And it was not the only like there were some play, there were some calls that went for the Titans. There were some calls that went for the Saints. It's it, the Jerome Boger experience was pretty even keel for both teams today but like opportunistic in what sense because the offense is not more opportunistic because they aren't getting more opportunities they aren't creating their own opportunities they are i mean they're they're doing the best that they can with what they have available to them at this point uh deborah says defense carrying this team jen says defense well certainly the pass rush right i think chris jackson was really really bad today after having I mean, as good a game as we've seen from a Titans corner this season against the Rams, it's crazy how quickly that changed against a much worse group of skill position players. Um, Playing down to the level of beatable teams has always been an issue with this team. Yeah, but Robert, it's not, I mean, I guess my my question to your response would be, did you consider this to be playing down? Like, I don't think the Saints are, markedly below you I mean I understand that their record is different one's eight and two and the other one's five and four but like I don't think that the Saints are a worse team or, or a much worse team I think that they're places where they are somewhat worse right their their skill position players are more hurt than the Titans are right now Avin Camaro was not out there um Michael Thomas has not been available all year long uh Teron Arm- Armstead their stud left tackle he didn't play today so Every team is dealing with these things, so why why would I look at the Saints any differently or much differently than I look at the Titans? This, I mean, as the NFL has shown you, where the Detroit Lions are not getting a win today but getting a tie, uh, where you see things like what's happening to the Cleveland Browns and the New England Patriots, where the New Orleans Saints lost to the Falcons last week but beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Trevor Simeon. The week before, and again, Tampa Bay lost. Tampa Bay's lost back to back to the Washington football team. Like, I just don't believe in in down level. I mean, there are some clearly bad teams, right? But there's really not that many of them. Like, I could probably say two or three are really just outright bad. With the Jags, you would say the Dolphins, but they just beat the Baltimore Ravens, so. How much worse are the Dolphins than the Ravens? I would say probably not much worse. There's just a difference in, you know, one has a playmaking quarterback and the other one doesn't at this point. Um, for me, though, you know, I I mean, and we've all talked about it at great length. The, the biggest difference between last year's team and this year's team is that they're able to survive without Derrick Henry because they have an incredible pass rush. Jeff, do you like wins like this, kind of grimy, dirty, you know, Saints coming back at the end? Um, just to be able to pull out one like that, do you, you kind of maybe like that? <laughs> I love winning. Um, I don't care how it comes. You know, uh, there's always room to improvement. We have to come back in, you know, when we come in on Wednesday, you know, to watch film and whatever it may be. Um, of course, each and every week you have to be better in this league. You know, um, each and every week you have to come and play. You never know, um, you know, you never know um, when another team, you know, can come in. Every, any team in this league can uh, get beat. So um, I love winning, winning this league. I learned since I've been in the league, it's hard to win this league. So, you know, we're going to enjoy this win. <clears throat> you know, um, we always like tough games. You know, we don't sometimes, you know, um, it might not be as tough as it was today. But, you know, as long as we got the dub, I'm um, satisfied. So. And, and that's basically been the mindset at this point. Because what we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about is the the defense and and how it's allowing the offense to kind of 
you know, find their way without Derek because I don't think they've quite done that yet. I thought they looked better than they did in L.A. against a defense that's as good, if not better, than what the Rams were offering. I think the Saints have a really, really strong defense, even if they were without some of their secondary players today. So, I mean, the biggest difference to me is not just Jeff, but what's alongside Jeff, and we've talked about them at length. But Jeff Simmons, I mean – I had I had Mina Kimes on my radio show this week, who is the exceptional ESPN NFL analyst. Mina's one of the best in the business, one of the smartest in the business, and certainly somebody who is as analytically driven from a film, film study standpoint and by study, studying the numbers, the advanced metrics on what it is to further her knowledge about what she's watching on tape. Mina's as well-rounded as anybody when it comes to football and numbers in that regard. So I was talking to Mina. She came on the radio show this week about Jeff Simmons. And Mina just happened to be on that day. This was last Thursday. Embroiled in Titans Twitter, not Titans Twitter controversy, but Twitter controversy, right? She somehow got sucked into a into a black hole of which is the best of the X-Men. And so Mina gets aggregated by like, I think it's like some some comic book website that's putting out NFL analyst embroiled in controversy because she thinks like Magneto sucks or something like that. Like Mina's arguing for some reason that day about X-Men on the internet. And so because of that, I'm scrolling through Mina's timeline. I'm like, all right, we're going to talk about Big Jeff. Mina, who does Big Jeff remind you of? Who is Big Jeff, Big Jeff's X-Men comp, right? We do draft comps all the time. We do pro uh, draft prospects to pro player uh, comparisons all the time. All right, which X-Men is Big Jeff, and she says Wolverine because of the way that he's rebounded for the from injuries, come back stronger. He's an absolute nightmare. He is unstoppable. He is the unstoppable force, and there is no such thing to Jeff as an immovable object. This is something that Jeff Simmons not just survives on, but thrives on in a way that's clear and obvious to everybody. Jeff Simmons is the baddest man in town, right? So when we're going through all these things with Jeff, there's one thing that Mina says that really catches my attention. And I'll tell you what it is. In fact, if I have the clip available, I did not think to put it into the show tonight, but I may have the clip available uh, for us to hear back in Mina's own words because she'll do a much better job of the analysis than I would alone. Um, for Mina, the conversation was interesting because she brought up something that really caught my attention about Defensive Player of the Year. And the fact that the Titans may not just have one, but potentially two on their defensive roster. We'll talk about that here in just a second. First, though, I want to remind you about DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is DraftKings Sportsbook. And they are allowing you, this Thanksgiving, to be in on all the offers. Thankful for free bets. In fact, an official sports betting partner of the NFL is DraftKings Sportsbook. And they have a turkey day no-brainer that you just can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. All DraftKings customers can also get in on new same-game parlays, offer that's sweeter than grandma's pumpkin pie. Simply download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2Z Sports. Bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code A to Z Sports this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. 
Uh, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and you want help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. DraftKings Sportsbook promo code A2ZSports is how you can get in on all the action in your DraftKings Sportsbook app. So I've been able to find the clip, and I'm going to play it for you guys here in just a second about what Mina had to say about Jeff Simmons. This was before he had the day that he had today, where he's just absolutely, again, wrecking people with with complete and total ease. It's insane to me how easy Jeff Simmons is able to manhandle grown-ass men. It's wild, in fact. So what we're going to do is we're going to let you hear from Mina, who had this to say about Jeff Simmons, and uh, and I'm going to play this clip. Actually, I don't know that I'm going to be able to play this clip for you. I thought this, this was going to work, but it may not. Actually, we're going to get we're going to get it to work. I'm sorry for the delay. Just wanted to make sure that this was able to be played for you. So for Kevin Byard, right? Kevin Byard is somebody who is going to who is going to get defensive player of the year consideration. He's been on an interception heater lately. The Titans have, I think, 11 takeaways in their last six games. It's been a big part of how they've been able to succeed. The Titans have been able to not just survive, but thrive on the defensive side of the football. And so now you start to look, okay, well, where are the considerations for people like Jeff Simmons, who uh, I think absolutely deserves a lot of this consideration in ways that are clear and obvious to everybody. Jeff Simmons has been one of the most dominant defensive players in football right now. And what Mina is saying is that he deserves consideration for defensive player of the year. At this point, I don't know how you couldn't look at it and say that she's absolutely correct in her assessment. Jeff Simmons is out of his mind. He's got seven and a half sacks on the year. He had a pass breakup today. He has been able to, uh, he has been able to outright smack dudes around. Uh, Jason Cooper says the offensive line is awful. Well, forgive me, Jason. I'm not. I'm not sure whether you're referencing the Titans' offensive line or the Saints' offensive line. But in fact, the Saints have a the Saints have a really good offensive line. So I don't. I don't quite agree. In fact, I don't agree at all with that assessment. I think that I look at this and I say, yeah, I think Jeff is doing this against bad offensive lines and good offensive lines alike. And and perhaps you're talking about the Titans' offensive line. But in fact, I thought the Titans' offensive line played a good game today. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, the six in a row is a big part or is, uh, in, in, uh, plays a big role in Jeffrey Simmons case at this point. He's a monster as Derek Rose says, and, uh, Mark Jones says, Jeff Simmons is juggernaut. It doesn't matter who he is. Christopher says he's gray Hulk. All right. Everybody's given me, uh, Julio is professor X. Why? Cause he's in a wheelchair. That's not nice. Matt Stanley. That's terrible. Byer to Cyclops. All right. Now, now we have... <laughs> Now we have a, a debate breaking out in the comments on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Twitch. You guys are a trip. But ultimately, I'll say to you this, that Jeffrey Simmons deserves Defensive Player of the Year consideration. And it's something that I think is now becoming clear and obvious to everybody who's watching Big Jeff on a night-in, night-out basis. All right, so let's move on and let's talk about the offense because the offense is... I'm not going to say problematic because I don't think they're problematic, but it's leaving a lot to be desired, right? Today was not an offensive, an offensive victory. Today was kind of a, uh, kind of a gutting it out, um, 
slog. It was a good defense that they played. They played two good defenses, so maybe it's something that uh, it's something that you're going to uh, something that you're going to see improvement upon um, after they get into a softer part of their schedule, and they do have the easiest strength of schedule remaining. The Tennessee Titans do. Uh, Brian Malone brings up the offensive line and Taylor Lewan getting bull rushed by Davenport. Yeah, but plenty of people have been bull rushed by Marcus Davenport. And I'm not saying that to let Lawan off the hook, but I, I mean, I think if you go back, you're looking, you're talking about one play, Brian. And listen, one play matters because one play can be the difference between a win or a loss. But go back and if you want to, if you want to be critical of Lawan, then I would invite you to go back and watch every offensive line snap today because I have watched, uh, I have watched the offensive line back twice since this afternoon's game ended. Um, and I thought that Taylor played, I, I mean, honestly, and I can't, I can't believe that I'm going to say this, Taylor, when he's out there, and he's not out there often enough to legitimately be considered for this, but Taylor Lewan, when he is out on the field, is playing at a Pro Bowl caliber level, which is crazy to think about because I know most people aren't going to take that away from Taylor's performances because they're going to say, well, he went in for cramping and he missed a play, and when he missed a play, Kendall Lamb got picked up and thrown into Ryan Tannehill. Like, exactly. Exactly. Bull rush by Davenport. Look what Davenport did to my, to Kendall Lamb. Davenport is really, really good. Mr. Clean says, you can see Luan's knees are not there. Amos says, Luan doesn't look healthy. I thought he looked exceedingly healthy today. Again, guys, I don't think I don't think you're looking at today's game uh, accurately. I thought Luan played a really good game today. I think he's played... I think he's played well in almost every game that he's been out there outside of Arizona. I really do. Um, going back and going back and right. So don't take one play and project uh, project on the entirety of a player season, right? Um, because I'm guilty of that, of doing that with Nate Davis. And I think Nate Davis has not been nearly as bad as he started the season off of. Um, just as I can say, uh, just as I can say of Lawan, I think Lawan is playing high level football when he's available. The problem is the availability is not enough at this point. So let's, uh, and then there's Diva. <laughs> Chris Calhoun says defund Janoris Jenkins. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I think the Janoris Jenkins experience is very, very much lacking. I think Janoris Jenkins um, is probably, I don't think he's their worst corner because he did make a couple plays today, but that touchdown, the first Trevor Simeon touchdown, I think it was to Traquan Smith, if I recall. Uh, it was an 11-yard touchdown pass to Traycon Smith with Jack Rabbit supposedly in coverage, but not really in coverage. He missed some plays today, certainly, and he's not been an ideal addition on the season. But again, they haven't had consistency. But he has been he has been notably bad on a week in week out basis. Um, Aubrey says you can't talk about Lawan in here. That's Bucks boy. No, you can talk about him all you want. But hey, Aubrey, I'm here to tell you why your bias is incorrect because. You can dislike Taylor Lewan. You can dislike Ben Jones. You can dislike David Questenberry, although I don't know why you would. Um, Lewan is different because Lewan is a personality. And yeah, I have a good relationship with Taylor Lewan. Um, but I also, I if you go back and watch the Arizona game, I am very, very, uh, I'm very, very honest about what Taylor is when Taylor plays bad football. And what I've said a million times before this is that Taylor is not one of these stud left tackles. Like, uh, for example... Trent Williams, or he's not Joe Thomas. He's not, um, he's not, I, I, I can't name great left tackles in football right now. There's not a ton of them, actually. If I'm, I mean, Teron Armstead, he's probably around a Teron Armstead 
type player, that kind of level, a, a good player, a consistent player, but somebody who does have bad snaps from time to time. And Teron Armstead's probably better than Taylor. But Taylor, when he's right, is one of the best players on the football team. Like, it's just, it's just not, it's not up for debate. Like, there's such a clear and obvious difference in their offense when he's out there. So, Aubrey, if you want to be dumb about your analysis, then, I, I mean, you're, you're welcome to be dumb about your analysis. But you, I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell, just as I'm here to tell Taylor when he plays poorly, um, how about poorly he played or when he plays well, how well he played. Aubrey, when you come back with a good opinion, I'll tell you how good your opinion was. But for right now, your opinion is kind of dumb because you're clearly not, not paying attention to what's happening on the football field. And if you have, and if you're letting your biases cloud your judgment, man, then I just can't trust you. That's all there is to it. Um, let's keep it moving. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, and there, there is also the, uh, Comment from Ethan Ramsey. Luana's Bucks boy didn't Luana come to post a video of Buck getting his teeth knocked out a few weeks ago? Yeah, they're both jackasses, is what they are. But you know, everybody can everybody can give and take. Uh, let's move on and talk about <laughs> let's talk about um, the grit and the grind. What the Titans' offense is going to be able to do or not do at this point in the season because the offensive line is an issue. Today it was not the biggest issue. I still think that their health um, of the receiving core. And I think that, again, I thought the Saints played a good football game. Um, fair or foul, the Titans can win games with less than 300 yards of offense each week because they are now under 300 yards of offense um, the last two games without Derrick Henry. But the defense has allowed them to be in and win these games. So the Titans can win games with less than 300 yards of offense. Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it in the comment section. Fair or foul, give me your response. Um, Taylor, before we do that, Taylor, uh, Amos Brundage says, uh, Taylor is the best left tackle in the NFL when it, when right. Well, no, but see, Amos, now you're... This is this is the problem, right? You got Aubrey who says he sucks, which isn't true, and you Amos, you're saying that he's the best left tackle in football when he's right. And I'm sure there is a day of the of the season when Taylor is the best left tackle in football. But like, you don't need to swing to these extremes. Taylor's not the best left tackle in football. Trent Williams is the best left tackle in football. Taylor's not the worst left tackle in football. He's probably somewhere in the top five, right? Like, it can be okay to not be the best or not be the worst. Um, and I don't understand why people aren't able to find some kind of middle ground and just swing into these extremes because it's just not accurate. Then you set yourself up for unrealistic expectations when Taylor goes out there and gets worked by Chandler Jones. Like it's just the the best left tackle in football doesn't have that happen to them. You've never seen Trent Williams have a game like that. You know what I'm saying? So like just take 10 deep breaths, uh, just take 10 deep breaths and uh, and be realistic about what your football team is. It's just not, it does not have to be two extremes. Um, so grit and grind, let's talk about it. Can the Titans offense, fair or foul, win games with under 200 yards, 300 yards rather, 300 yards of offense per game? We will answer that question and you'll hear from Taylor Lewong, as a matter of fact, here in just a second, right after I tell you about the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address. Without the stress, GaryAshton.com is the best place in the business for all of your real estate needs. If you need to sell your home for more, you can sell at GaryAshton.com with the best intel in Nashville. The You can make sure that you're pretty comfortable in your next 
home purchase as you're getting ready to sell the one that you're currently in because the Ashton team has the best intel on not just current currently available properties, but properties that will become available in the future that are not just that are not yet listed. Gary Ashton is who put me in my dream address without the stress. They are the best in the business. They're the official real estate agent of the Titans, of the Preds, who I believe won last night, and of A to Z Sports Prime Time. GaryAshton.com is where you go for the official real estate agent of all your favorite pro sports teams and your favorite streaming sports talk show. So, can Farafell, can they win games with under 300 yards of offense? Jeff Sawyer says foul. Now, let me let me preface this by saying this. All right, the reason I bring it up is because today, total offense, and I'll look up the exact number for you, the Titans had 264 yards of total offense. The Saints outgained them by 99 yards, 373. Uh, now, they were not good on third down today. They were 3 of 12 on third down today. They were hitting 25% of their third downs. That can't happen. Um, they were under 200 yards of total offense against the Los Angeles Rams and also found ways to win that game. Now, the difference between the Rams game and the Saints game today is that the pass rush was there the entirety of the Rams game. And today in the second half, it, it, it I don't want to say it disappeared, but they just weren't getting the kind of pressure. They looked pretty tired, honestly, the Titans defense, and, and it wasn't getting home with the same rate. Now, maybe that's because Bud Dupree, I mean, I don't think it's entirely because Bud Dupree wasn't out there. Um, because I don't think Bud makes that big of a difference. I think he matters, but I don't think it's like that substantial of a difference. Um, now they were getting they were getting hands up in the air when they couldn't get to the quarterbacks and and swatting down balls to the line of scrimmage is almost as big a win as a sack or a pressure or a tackle for loss. But can the they can they continue to win games this way at this point in the year? It's an interesting conversation because the reason I bring up uh, the reason I bring up Taylor is because he was talking to us today in our post-game media availability about what Mike Vrabel expects of players who are depth players, right? When Taylor goes down and Kendall Lamb has to play or when Julio Jones and is on IR and Josh Reynolds wants off the team. So Des Fitzpatrick is active for a game. When, uh, when Derrick Henry is on IR and you have Deontay Foreman and Jeremy McNichols and Adrian Peterson having to fill the void of one person with three individuals. Taylor Lewan was talking about this to us after the game, and I thought he made some pretty good points. This year, I think we're on a record pace right now of guys that have played the game, but uh, played for the Titans this year. And, you know, they are very clear on what the keys are every single week, what we have to watch out for in certain situational football things. Um, and the guys in the huddle are reminding each other every single time, third and one, watch out for X, Y, and Z. Um, we know when you're second and long, there, there's specific things that the D-line does. So, um, you know, that's great coaching. That's that's them taking care of business. That's Brable. I mean, that man, you know, he'll beat a dead horse for sure. There ain't no doubt about it. But the way he does it is uh, very impressive. I think um, that there's a reason, there's a method to his madness. And I think um, that says a lot with those guys like Marcus come in at the day he has. Very impressive. So that's Lawan. Um, that's Lawan talking about the amount of different players, and and he's right. Like the Titans have the most players that have played in a game for them this season, because of the amount of injuries that they've had. Right, and uh, Derek, I think it's Tatiano, Tatiano. I don't know how to say Derek's last name. 
but he's on YouTube and he says, "Is Rashad Weaver out for the season? Could use him with Dupree out." Yeah, he's done for the year. He broke his he's broke his leg in like week three, uh, Derek. Um, Rashad Weaver hasn't been available for seven weeks of football at this point. Um, so, you know, you go through this and you say, yeah, between the Titans and the Ravens, both teams are pretty impressive in what they've been able to overcome as far as injuries are concerned. Um, but I look at this and I say, yeah, you know, I don't think, I think that they can continue. I think it's fair that they can win games under with under 300 yards of total offense because they were efficient in the red zone. Um, they capitalized on plays like Dylan Cole's forced fumble on the opening kickoff of the second half. They threw the Michael Pruitt touchdown directly after that took place. Uh, they scored when they were in the red zone. You had the Ryan Tannehill run. You had the Michael Pruitt touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Randy Bullock was, what, 3-4-3 three, three on the day? Indeed, he was. Fat Randy coming through in the clutch. Um, I mean, what matters is eight and two, sure. And what matters is trying to maintain, but it's not all that matters, right? Amar, like Amar is screaming at me. All that matters is eight and two, tighten up. Yeah. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't, I don't really care about that. Right. What I care about at this point is, I mean, I do care about eight and two, but I don't care about it as much as I care about, okay. The Colts won today. They're technically still in this race. You haven't won your division yet. I care about well, I selfishly. Here's here's while I here's here's so I we talk about transparency and how invested I am personally in Titans winning. Um I root for two the the reason that I root that I would root for the Titans to win is because one, our shows do better when the Titans are a winning football team, just as they do better when the Vols are a winning football team. So I like when the local teams win because it gives us good stuff to talk about and you guys don't check out halfway through November, right? And then secondly, I want them to win, what, five more games of the seven that they have remaining because I want to not travel during the playoffs. I would love to not have to go on the road like I did in 2019 and go to New England and to Baltimore and to Kansas City in three back-to-back weeks. Um, I I am so invested in the Titans having home field playoff advantage because I don't want I don't want to travel during the playoffs. I would love to be able to cover playoff games on a regular basis and not have to go any further than the mile I live away from the stadium. Um, so I am invested in that 1000 percent I hope that you win home field advantage so that I don't have to drag my butt to three different airports or four different airports in four different weeks. Want nothing to do with it. Uh, you don't love Buffalo. Um, I, I don't know. I don't love Buffalo. I don't love Kansas city in, in what was it? January. I don't like Baltimore much in January. I don't really like new England. in January. I don't, I mean, hell, I don't like Nashville in January, but at least I can drive from my home to the stadium within uh, a mile, basically radius. So from that standpoint, I think it is, but I do think that they can continue to win games as long as they're efficient in the red zone. Um, and that they continue to get contributions from their defense and from their special teams because special teams was huge huge uh absolutely with that Dylan Cole forced fumble and Randy Bullock's field goals to keep them in that game um Ethan Ramsey says Buck only wants to travel to LA after the postseason starts yeah that's the only time that I want to if you guys go to the Super Bowl would love a trip to LA in February you would make a free trip to LA in February chef's kiss I would take that I could use some sun by the time that we get through this uh, through this Nashville winter, though the weather is deeply depressing because it gets four, dark at four o'clock in the Central Time Zone, 
and I can't live that way. So would love to go to L.A. in February. I enjoyed my time in L.A. last weekend. So if you guys would like to send me back to L.A., have at it. But do it by winning home field advantage throughout the playoffs so I don't have to go. <laughs> so I don't have to go anywhere else until L.A. Love that for you. Um, all right, let's wrap things up with this is a free site, the best thing that I saw on the Internet this week. <laughs> we'll do it right after I tell you about Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac is the best in the business. They will put you in your comfort zone. They will put you in a position to succeed at B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. So, the best thing that I saw on the internet this week, there is so many different, uh, there were so many different um, elements of what went wrong in the NFL today. And one of them, now I didn't see this result live because this was happening while the Titans were playing. And you guys know that I don't normally have a chance to catch up on all the NFL games, all the results from the NFL games until typically Tuesday because I have to do my homework for the Greg Cosell podcast that we do because Greg's much smarter than I am about football and I don't want to sound like an idiot when Greg and I talk but the Lions and the Steelers <laughs> this is just a ridiculous result 16 to 16 tie the Lions 08 and 1 on the year this year and it's not a loss so I don't know how Dan Campbell's doing, but I do know that producer Reed pulled a clip from his press conference, and I frankly just wanted to use Dan Campbell for this is a free site because I think that Dan Campbell needs a wellness check. Not necessarily, but I'm, you know, it's like I told the guys I was, I was upset we didn't win, but I was also proud of them because of the fact you know, we, were in, we, we put ourselves in position to win that game in overtime, and uh, it didn't work out, and our defense has to go back and take the field. And, and they're driving, and we force a turnover, which I thought was big, you know. And uh, and that kept us from losing is what it did. So, you know, we want to win. We're looking for our first win. But I know this, we were better than we were two weeks ago. So that's a good team. So that's Dan Campbell after not getting a win, but not getting a loss, not going down 0-9 on the season but surviving at 0-8-1. It's just so stupid what's happening to the Lions. I, I feel in my heart for Dan Campbell. I hope that he and the Lions find some kind of success at the end of the year because it's just it makes me sad to watch this giant man just be deeply depressed and distressed because he can't find his way into a win as the head coach of Detroit. It's, it's just a nightmare there. Um, uh, MB says, you didn't travel last year and we were one and done. Well, yeah, but I, you know, I, here's what I'll say, MB. If you weren't gonna, if you weren't gonna win, um, then I mean, then that would have been the only home playoff game that you guys would have had last year because you were in the wild card round. As the, I think, I think the Titans were the fourth team in last season, if memory serves. Maybe the third team in um, of the divisional winners. I can't recall. Uh, either way, I did not travel last year. And actually I did, I, I went to two, I went to two road games last year um, and it wasn't worth it because it was a, uh, it was COVID and you couldn't go in the locker room. You couldn't talk to the players uh, other than zoom. So no good. Uh, Detroit pre free press headline was no one won indeed. Uh, I just, Ben Hall says my man needs a hug. I think, I think that Dan Campbell needs a hug. 
I truly do. I think that's the only way that we can cure what ails the Lions. I think that Dan Campbell would love a hug at this point. Uh, a to Z Detroit, get ready to be relocated to Detroit, says Matt Stanley. Yeah, I uh, I haven't my... I don't know if it's in my contract that I can't be relocated to a different A to Z site, but I hope that my uh, my compete, I've got two contracts, one with the radio station and one with A to Z. And I'm certain that somebody has it in my contract that I can't move until my contract is up. And then if I want to take a job in Detroit, which I do not, then I will go to Detroit. But I'm not going to Detroit because just as much as I hate everywhere else in the winter, I hate Detroit in the winter most. No, thank you. Virtual hug for Dan Campbell, says Karen O'Keefe. It's very sweet of you, Karen. Thank you for your kindness. I thank, I don't know why I'm thanking you on behalf of Dan Campbell, but that must mean that it needs to be the end of the show. It's been a fun one. Hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend, what little remains of it. Radio show Monday morning, going to be jam-packed, loaded. We're going to have a ton of fun. Make sure you're there from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on 104.5 The Zone, and we'll have continued reaction there. We'll also talk about the Tennessee Volunteers um, and what happened against Georgia this weekend uh hope you guys have enjoyed uh the show tonight we enjoy having you here as always thank you for your participation make sure you're supporting the people who make this show free for you that's DraftKings sportsbook just as you see behind me two rivers ford the two rivers ford take directly to my right except it's your left i think i'm not i'm not gonna stop doing directions it doesn't matter DraftKings, two rivers ford rymac mechanical and gary ashton they make the show free for you make sure you're supporting them because they're great businesses that will provide to you the best in customer service, no matter what it is you need. Enjoy your evening. I enjoy having you guys as a part of the show as always. And we'll talk to you, if not on the radio tomorrow, 